0: You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications. And joining us this week is Scott Yeager. Scott, of course, is NCBA's Chief Environmental Counsel. Scott, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me, Ed.
0: All right. Well, the big news out of Washington, D.C. this week is um, the EPA has announced, along with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Um, what we were calling WOTUS 2.0, sort of offhand, Waters of the U.S. Um, Of course, uh, they repealed, the Trump administration repealed the the old 2015 WOTUS rule um, last year, but they have to replace it with something. And today they announced what they're replacing it with. It is called the Navigable Waters Protection Rule. Now, Scott, personally... I like the terminology WOTUS, it flows off the tongue a little bit more easily than the navigable waters protection rule. Um, You're sitting here with a printout of the new rule. Um, What can you tell us about it so far?
1: Well, I can tell you to start that this is a huge improvement over the Obama administration's 2015 WOTUS rule. And like you said, that rule was repealed by the Trump administration in September of 2019. Now today's action that was just finalized by EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler and the Army Corps of Engineers, this action creates the replacement. So it's a new definition of waters that are federally jurisdictional. Now you might be saying, well, why do we need to do that? We got rid of WOTUS, that should be good enough. Well, the reality is without a new definition of waters of the US, it basically leaves the government to regulate just about anything because there are no boundaries to where uh, they need to adhere to. So the purpose of this new rule is twofold. Number one, it's to pull back federal jurisdiction from uh, pulling it back from the 2015 rule, right? And this rule clearly does that. So it's a more, it's a more uh, constrained regulatory uh, rule than 2015. So that's good. Number two, it provides more clarity to landowners. So that if you think you might have a federally jurisdictional water on your pasture, you have a clearer set of rules to understand what that means. So overall, it's getting rid of those ephemeral features, and those are the features that only convey water during or after a rain or snow melt. That was something that was categorically regulated under the Obama administration's rule. So that's number one. That's a huge change and a huge pullback of federal overreach. Um, And then also it spells out very clear exclusions for agricultural features such as stock ponds irrigation ditches and the like and then third there is a really clear exclusion for prior converted cropland so between all three of those big changes this is a really positive rule for rural america and cattle producers specifically and it's something we support
0: yeah, and we were we called in uh, earlier today to I think three different conference calls that were done by um, various uh, parts of the EPA, uh, Army Corps of Engineers, and the administration. Um, I'm reading from the EPA news release here, and they they. They spell it out pretty clearly, unlike the 2015 rule. It says the revised definition identifies four clear categories of waters that are federally regulated under the Clean Water Act, the territorial seas and traditional navigable waters, such as the Atlantic Ocean and the Mississippi River. Nice to have that defined. Um, Perennial and intermittent tributaries, um, certain lakes and ponds and impoundments, Um, and wetlands that are adjacent to jurisdictional waters. So that seems to spell out a little bit more clearly than the 2015 rule uh, did. Now, what is the status of this? I mean, we're always talking about getting comments in, we're talking about repealing things. So where are we now in the regulatory process? Is this, this will go into effect when? Um, And is it something that people need to comment on or is it something that they can just kinda appreciate and take credit for and, and look forward to the changes being implemented?
1: This is something that cattle producers and agriculture across the country can take credit for and and say and kind of breathe a sigh of relief and and wipe your brow because this is a done deal. So because of the outreach from our grassroots members throughout the comment process, which took place over the past year, we were able to get some really good, strong, positive uh, comments to the government as well as technical comments where we supported some parts of it and criticized other parts of it and asked for recommendation recommended changes, right? And in fact, as we're looking through the rule today, we're seeing that they actually made some of those changes that we recommended in our comments to the government. So let that be a, a, an example of your voice uh, matters. Commenting in the comment process, as arduous or boring as it may seem, actually produces results. And this uh, new navigable waters protection rule is an example of that. So uh, procedurally, this is the end of the regulatory process in D.C. This rule goes final in 60 days, meaning it becomes effective law mid to late March, and it's a done deal at that point. Um, now there will be litigation. This yeah, I, right was, I was gonna, I was I was
0: going to say there's a butt in there somewhere, but
1: but it will be litigated by every environmental advocacy group out there. Those groups are already litigating the repeal of the 2015 rule, which, as we mentioned earlier, took place in an earlier regulatory action in September. We're actually stepping up into those cases to defend the repeal of the WOTUS rule. And here we're likely going to step up and defend the Trump administration's action uh, for the Navigable Waters Protection Rule uh, to try to fight back these activists who are trying to challenge it in court and have some finality to this issue once and for all.
0: All right, so long story short, these will these new rules should go into effect in mid-March. There will obviously be legal challenges to them, uh, but uh, as those legal challenges uh, move through the system, these new rules will
1: be in effect, right? These rules will be in effect. So as far as our producers out there should be concerned, in 60 days, so that means mid to late March, these the new rule becomes official. Uh, we can breathe a sigh of relief and then stay tuned i'll keep you all updated on the legal front as potential changes happen but i expect that this issue will go before the u.s supreme court in the coming years it's been there three times already i suspect this new rule will be no different than the rest and hopefully we'll get some finality from the supreme court on the legal aspects but that'll be saying for for folks out in the countryside who are running cattle on on grass or in a feedlot uh, this is a done deal we can all uh do a victory lap and be really happy about what the Trump administration did here today.
0: All right. Congrats to Scott. Uh, Congrats to everybody who filed comments and and influenced the the new rule uh, in a positive way. And we have linked uh, uh, to the final uh, rule, the, the full thing. That's couple hundred pages there probably if it's front and back right
1: it's a nice 340 page document so if you need a little bit of bedtime reading pull this out and uh, help yourself
0: all right that is linked in our beltway beef uh, twitter feed so check that out Um, if you have if you have questions obviously reach out to us as well but you can read the final uh, rule uh, there on our twitter feed we've linked it up there so scott thanks a lot uh, for joining us and congrats on a on a great win
1: thank you appreciate that ed
0: You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at policy.ncba.org and follow us on Twitter at at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.